Hey guys, you're listening to RJ and Austin's Mindset Matters, a podcast that explores the nuances of aspiring and successful entrepreneurs. We're two real estate investors that quit our jobs by challenging the mindset society teaches in school and overcoming traditional limiting beliefs. Join us each week as we dive into the mindset of an entrepreneur. Every day is a chance to get better. Use every day as a chance to get better and start your week off in a positive note. Welcome back, guys. We're back with another podcast episode of RJ and Austin's Mindset Matters. Welcome to have you back. Really excited to have our guest on today. His name is Patrick Switek, serial entrepreneur, started his first business when he was 14, sold it when he was 18. He's a capital raiser, and now he's in real estate. So we're really interested to hear his story and have him tell us a little bit about himself. But as always, we start with what's going on, Austin? How are you? What's going on, RJ? Everything's good. Everything's good. Um, Not that much has changed since we last spoke last week. Uh, Everything's still moving forward in Hollywood, getting close to that dead, um, that end game. Um, But yeah. That's about all that's new with me. How about yourself? Well, I am in sunny El Paso right now. That's why I don't have my video up. And I apologize if there is any lag. I'm sitting here on my phone recording the podcast episode. Um, You know, not much else going on with me. So without further ado, really interested to hear Patrick's story and want to introduce him as a guest. So Patrick. What's up, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. First of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Um, met Austin at a conference for short-term rentals, Airbnbs. And, um, you know, I think we kicked it off uh, really well just because we, we were similar in mindset. We're similar in, in kind of how we flow and, and definitely resonated. Um, but without further ado, I mean, a little bit about me, you pretty much, wow, I mean, you, I think you did a pretty good job of, of summarizing my, my, my life um, in a nutshell, but um, I'm, I guess I'm a serial entrepreneur. I, I've done um, multiple businesses ever since I was 14. Some did really well, others um, not so well, but they're all learning experiences uh, that have really kind of funneled me into who I am today with uh doing a lot of real estate investing and currently looking for hotel deals with Austin. So um, some really cool stuff coming along. That's amazing. One of the things that you told me before we jumped on is the tech company you started when you were 14 and you operated that business throughout high school. So I got to imagine um, being the owner of a tech company at such a young age, you were forced uh, you know, you were facing some very large obstacles, some very negative mindsets. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and some of the learning experience that you had with that? Yeah. Um, the cool thing there is you mature pretty quick. Um, you know, it, it started off as a, it, it was a game server, right? So in the beginning, I was playing a lot of video games. Turns out I realized I can make money based on hosting me, myself, and my friends with, you know, their video game servers. So that expanded. It was a global company. 
Um, did really well. We had like 10 to 15 uh, employees. Um, we, you know, we had, I think, 500 plus customers. We made upwards of $40,000 a year. Um, it was, it was great. Um, one of the things when you're in that stage is a lot of kids your age are, you know, messing around, caring about, you know, who's the hot shot in the school, you know, who's popular, who's whatever, whatever the thing that occupies uh, people's minds. And then I was like in a total head, different headspace. It's like I was dealing with business people and helping, you know, set up anti-hacking measures and very technical things. And that's what revolved around my life. And it was really hard to relate to people. So clearly, like I became a social outcast. <laughs> like it was just like, that's, that's the way it is. But, um, and, and that does take a toll on you. It's, you know, you're different. You start realizing very early on, you're, you're different from everyone. And it's, it's hard to just, especially at 14, when I first started, it was hard to really um, identify with myself and find that identity, um, find that thing that I can latch onto and say, I'm on the right path. You know, it's like finding my crew of people and things like that. It was really the struggle there. Um, but I think that's an important asset of, of mindset is being around the right people that actually propel you forward. And, um, you know, naturally my friends were just older. I had older friends. I had 18 to 22 beyond even like I had a 30 year old friend, you know, it's like, yeah. those are the people that I related to because I was in a different, different mindset, different, uh, area of my life. That's, I wanna, that's right. Yeah. I want to touch on uh, one thing. I'm sorry. sorry, RJ, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I want to ahead. touch on one thing that you just talked about, uh, Patrick. So you were surrounded by older people because your mindset at that time resonated more with them than the kids, the teenagers that you were in school with. So how, did you find those people and how are you finding those people today to propel your business forward? Because I feel like a lot of people right now, they're, they're a one man shop. They're trying to do it by themselves and um, they can't find that network of people to, to help them get to the, the next level. So can you talk, touch on that just a little bit? Yeah, of course. Um, so the awesome thing about the world that we live in, especially when it comes to back then, it was, it was gaming. Gaming is all online. So naturally, the friends that you meet are going to be online. Uh, and that's what happened. Um, and so I, I realized really early on that I didn't know, for instance, the first time that the servers went down because I had somebody hack my servers, I had no idea what to do. I was panicking. They went after, they, they actually went after me personally. So I've, I've, got, I've been swatted three times. Um, I've had the FBI show up in my school. I've had a crazy like things that don't, don't happen to people around 16, 17 years old, you know, in high school. But those things um, made me realize I need to be around the right community. And so community is everything. And so I, I, I just found people online that, through gaming, you know, and the ones that really stuck with me are the ones that could help me. I, I asked for help. You know, I, that's the big thing is just ask for help bump into people and say, Hey, do you have the expertise? And I actually met my, one of the uh, main directors of, of operation for my business at the time. Um, and he was a young whiz and he was really good at technicalities. And it's funny because right now he has, uh, we reconnected. Uh, he has a company that um, he started a company at like 20, I think. And he's like 22 and he raised a crazy B round. Like, I think he's, it was like, 
millions of dollars. I think like 20 million or something. He's in Austin, Texas right now. Shout out to Omar. Like changed my life. That guy went in and started doing the things that I couldn't do. It's like all these technical things. He helped me with that. And so that just like, once you meet one really cool, good, cool person, it kind of like funnels out. Um, so for everyone else, I think the best thing I can say is online. It's like, it's like why it's like same thing with why dating in, in your area. Like why not date everywhere? You know, like, like it, it's the same concept in business. Like why limit yourself to a specific geographical area where you can bump into people all the time, as opposed to just like being online, joining Facebook communities, um, listening to, um, podcasts like we have right now, following, um, it, you know, influencers in the space like Austin and RJ, you know, like doing those kind of things and really just meeting more people through just being active in the community. Yeah. And I, I, I believe, I don't know if you mentioned it in the beginning, but um, you're, you're actually, you're out in LA, right? Los Angeles, California. And yeah. uh, I think if I'm correct, I believe um, you actually have your own meetup out there as well. So if anybody's out in uh, sunny California, definitely look up Patrick and his meetup. Uh, I'm sure he'd be happy to meet you guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's STR Nation. I mean, honestly, if you guys just follow me, I'm going to do a little shout out here. Follow me on Instagram, Patrick, P-A-T-R-Y-K, dash, under, like underscore, um, Switek, S-W-I-E-T-E-K. I'm sure if you spell my first name, you'll find it. That's that's that. Yeah. Well, I I think that's a great segue into what are you up to now, Patrick? You said you met Austin at a real estate conference. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, Short term rental Airbnb conference. Um, Good question. So, RJ, currently I'm I'm very focused on real estate. Uh, I realized um, my pr- after my tech company, I sold it at 18, um, then started another company for AR technologies. So augmented reality technology, I basically put 3D models of food on tables to be able to show you portion size that I raised capital for. It was a startup um, and it unfortunately didn't work out. So I moved to LA and I went as far away from virtual items as possible real estate so like you know it's like the perfect segue it's like well virtual doesn't work maybe i can do something in in um in real estate something that i can actually physically touch um and yeah so now i'm doing uh airbnbs i was able to quit my job uh within four to six months of operating my first airbnb i was able to quit my w2 uh and from there i've been acquiring pretty much one property a month uh to today day of the recording um, I quit my job in January of this year. And then today is, what, what is it? Is it July? July. July 11th. So <laughs> it's July 11th. Time flies. Um, but I have five short-term rental properties, uh, four in Joshua Tree, one in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee, and uh, currently flipping houses and doing trying to find a hotel deal. Uh, so that's... Austin and I are in the same mastermind now. Uh, we're both looking for um, scaling our short-term rental operations into hotels. So that's that's nice. the big thing. Nice. So that that's that's key there. So you jumped into real estate, 
And within six months, you've been acquiring a property every single month. I, I'd say a big, um, one of the biggest obstacles that our audience faces is how do I get in the industry? How do I avoid the risk? A lot of people are too scared to do that. However, you jumped in, you've been acquiring a property each month, you left your W-2 job. So can you tell us a little bit about, did you have any mindset barriers? Do you deal with any uh, self-limiting beliefs currently? Talk to us about that journey. Yeah, of course. I think the first real estate deal, I think, is mindset's everything. And, and the first deal opened my eyes to that concept, which was <clears throat> growing up, um, I was around a lot of business people. Um, I, you know, just from a young age. Um, and so I got along with a lot of uh, my friends' dads that were, you know, real estate investors or business, you know, starting their own companies, things like that. One in particular um, instilled this belief in me where in his, in his generation, he, he was a successful real estate developer in Chicago, like, like built, you know, JB Pritzker's home, like the whole nine yards, like amazing guy, very talented, very smart. Um, and, and what I realized is he um, told me investing out of state, you're crazy doing like landlording, like remotely, you're, you're nuts if you do that. And so that was my belief. I just took it and I accepted it. Breaking that barrier was what got me to next level. I was like, I saw all it took is seeing one person kill it. And they were investing in Smoky Mountains and they lived in California. I thought I was screwed. I'm like, I'm in LA. I can't afford places here. I saw what he did and I was like, bingo. I don't need to be there. People have done it remotely. They've seen it sight on scene. They've, they've done that. So that, that was what was able to make me push the barrier further. It's the same thing that people talk about with um, like your belief system, right? Like the four minute mile was impossible. Nobody, no human could do it until one day, one person did it. And then within that same year, I think dozens went under four minutes in the mile. So it's the same mentality as when you don't believe it's possible, it's not going to happen. So, so finding people that have made it and have done it is great to be able to break those mental barriers so you can actually take action. That, yeah. <clears throat> that's absolutely right. I tell people consistently, if you tell yourself you can't do it, you can't do it. You already lost the battle. So before you even begin, I don't even want to hear those words out of your mouth. So, you know, a lot of people come to me and say, I want to start my own construction company, but I don't think I could do it. I was like, well, you can't. And they're like, I can't. I'm like, well, no, you just said you can't, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. that's the biggest thing. Mindset and uh, the circles of influence, which Austin and I just dropped our episode on that, this, the, the episode before yours. So that's very interesting. Everything we talk about always ties back to each other. Doesn't yeah. matter how large or small you are, what point you are in your journey, you will consistently have the same problems, same fears, self-limiting beliefs, because it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, and it's 100% mindset. So yeah. thanks for bringing that up, Patrick.
Yeah. Patrick, I, I had a question before you bought that, um, that first building, what were you doing before you bought that first building and how long did it take you from the moment that you realized, okay, I want to start investing in real estate until you bought that first, uh, deal. Like what did that process look like for you? Yeah. Good question. Um, I, I'm going to iterate more about when I, when, when, um, timeline wise, when I moved to LA, when I moved to LA, it was to work for a company called Avanste. Now, for those of you that don't know what Avanste does, Avanste is a, a, basically a rental arbitrage. So they get leases and then they make more money on top of that through uh, Air, Airbnb and short-term rental investing. So going there, I was a product manager. So I was very technical. I was working on, I was touching every part of the business. And I saw the opportunity this industry had at that point. I already knew I wanted to get into it. I was like, this is amazing. I saw like the fact that they paid off the whole lease in the three weeks in Coachella and Palm Springs. I was like, those three weeks, Coachella one weekend, Coachella two, and Stagecoach was able to pay off the whole lease for the whole year. And I was like, that's just straight profit for the rest of the year. I was like, this money's insane. Like, what? How can I get started? And so that was my thing. And, and I'll be honest, analysis paralysis. I got laid off the moment COVID hit. And from there, I was I started cold calling. I started taking action. I started cold calling and seeing, hey, do you want to host your property? Oh, I'm scared, um, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just, I just did it for a whole, I think I called over, like, I think 200, 300 people, which is not enough, honestly. Um, and I just gave up. I said, you know what? Um, analysis process got to me. My mind wasn't there. I wasn't ready to take it because I don't think I was ready at that point. I had a limiting belief of, of I want to do this, but I'm not quite sure, like, if I can do it. Like if, if you have to be a big company to do it, you know, like I'm too small, like I can't do this. And so I think that's the reason that was probably very reflected in my conversations with people and was very, the, I, I believe it was the very reason why I wasn't able to get in. Then I'd make another mistake. I did analysis paralysis from there. I was like, oh my God, other people are doing it. This is amazing. I can do it. And then I fell into analysis paralysis, which is the second thing that nobody should ever fall into. I, I, I'm, I'm just hitting all the mistakes. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's the whole thing. Oh, what about these numbers or what about this? And all these little details don't don't really matter. And, and eventually, after a year and a half, I finally bought my place. I said, you know what? I'm going to create myself an accountability system. Today, I'm going to start. 50% of the battle is starting. I'm just going to go up to a realtor and tell them, I'm looking to buy. And I know that realtor is not going to stop annoying me with calls. It's going to hold me accountable. Like I, there's no way out. Like, you know, unless I want to tell them, oh, I'm not interested anymore. And that, and that's something that I can't do because I committed, you know, it's my commitment. And so ever since I did that, it just like, it's just funnels. Oh, well now you have to talk to the mortgage person. Now you have to follow this paperwork for the mortgage person. So now you're like really invested. You're like, Oh, like now you got to put offers in. It's like, uh, and, and it's funny because I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't really ready, but I just put my first offer in and it got accepted, which is like unheard of, like getting your first offer accepted. And I was like, Oh my God, this is scary. But <laughs> I didn't, I've never run into a contract. I was going through the whole process. My, my, my realtor helped me a lot, which is a big thing I tell people is just find the experts in every market and, and just have them work for you. Um, realtor will tell you where to invest. Um, uh, a mortgage, uh, somebody that's a lender will tell you if, what, what you can afford. Like, I think everything's pretty much set in path, right? So that's kind of what I would recommend. 
That's that's terrific. You hit on a bunch of things that we consistently talk about. It's taking advantage of opportunities when you see them. It sounds like you've done that multiple times throughout your life. But again, like I said, it does not matter what point in your journey you are because you will still fall into these entrepreneur traps, analysis paralysis, self-limiting beliefs, negative self-talk. It's a consistent it's a consistent theme no matter who you are, no matter where you are in your journey. So really, really appreciate um, you sharing that story. Yeah, of course. So can you tell us, you said at an early age you started a tech company, but at what moment did you realize your mindset changed? Did you realize that you were different from everybody else? I think it's just over time. Um, you know, these changes don't happen overnight. You know, these are things you got to consistently work on. To this day, I'm still doing affirmations every morning. I'm still meditating every morning. I'm still visualizing my goals every morning. I'm still reading books about my subconscious and trying to unlock the full potential of my subconscious. This is a never ending thing. You know, this is people look at me and like, well, you just had the it factor. I didn't have the it factor. <laughs> I was a 12 year old. I didn't know what I was doing. 10, 12, I just, I just knew I liked money. I was like, I just need to make money. I didn't know what the heck, I didn't know what entrepreneurship was. I just knew I had to sell candy bars. I have to uh, sell lawn mowing services. I have to sell this. Like I have to employ people. I just, over time, it's, it's the long run. It's, it's, the t it's the actions you take every day. It's knowing that it's about habit forming, right? Doing the right habits, doing the right things every day and consistently doing it. I think that is the biggest thing is consistency. And once you do that every day for five, 10 years, that's when you'll be ready. Like it's not like overnight you just did one thing and it's like, okay, your mind is ready. It's, it's a gradual process and people have to realize that there's no instant changes but that doesn't mean you don't need to take action. Take action now because that will accelerate your learning. And I think that's what I tell people is failure is, a, is, is something that only inches you closer to your goals. And failure by the mindset wise is iterating to perfect whatever you're doing. And, and just look at it like that and you'll never go wrong. So I love, <laughs> I do. I love that. I think that's the perfect way to tie up this, uh, this chat. So real quick before we jump off, um, Thank you for taking the time to talk with me and RJ today. And uh, you mentioned your Instagram handle. Is there anywhere else that listeners can get a hold of you and learn more about you? Um, honestly, join my Facebook group, STR Nation. Um, we're, you know, we have a pretty good community. If you want to learn more about short-term rentals, we, we don't make any money off of it. So happy to help anybody. Just DM me, message me. I'm, I'm always, I'm only one call away. Thank you again, Patrick. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Yo, you made it to the end. You're one step closer to changing your mindset, and discovering your true potential. If you like what you heard, share our podcast and leave us a review. Send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you next week.